reach for the gun. Sir, I might get shot. Sure, you might. And I might suddenly grow a third arm. But sir, I swear it shot the Wrangler. Oh, the file today still has my name on it. And you are out of your skull bone if you think that I'm going to write on the report, shot by man animal as the cause of death unless I see it. If I obey your command, I may get killed. And if you don't, it's a certainty that you will be killed. Reach for the gun. DM pulls me in and says, okay, first of all, that weekend when the movie tanked, I mean, almost immediately, I mean, we, we saw it, we were there. Right. Immediately, he disowned any ownership for it at all. It was that fucking JT, motherfucker. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Have a Scientology Christmas. It's the best time of the year. We're sorry, but the pool scene boys are putting coal in your stocking this year. Big lump of shit. We are spending Christmas in the year 3000. In the year 3000. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. I am Kevin. I'm joined by Jim. Hey now, Zenu. We are recording in Hubbard, Ohio. Not many people realize, but named after L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. I don't know if... Uh, he was reincarnated as another um, uh, a non-SP who ended up creating Hubbard, and then he created himself. I always get gas at the Scientology truck stop because you can pay in <laughs> much different ways. Uh, I don't know for sure if I've ever watched this week's movie in full before this week. <laughs> I never have. But I have now. Same year. The movie in question is 2000's Battlefield Earth. Uh. Your powers of observation are simply startling. Give me three pans to go. I don't know what you're so down about. You still get to be head of security, which, from what I can tell, is a pretty... Well, I can assure you that I was not groomed since birth to have some cushy job that even a moron like you could perform while you were still learning how to spell your name. I was being trained to conquer galaxies. And to do anything less is a disgrace to my entire family line. Battlefield Earth is a sci-fi film, as in Scientology fiction. I think it's a privilege to call yourself a Scientologist, and it's something that you have to earn. And because a Scientologist does, he or she has the ability to create new and better realities and improve conditions. 
based on the novel of the same name written by L. Ron Hubbard. The novel was published in 1982, and pretty much right away, there was interest in the film rights. Originally, it was going to be two films, and in 1984, they did one of my favorite things as a promotional tactic and held a nationwide contest to cast two people for walk-on roles in the film or films. They even put out a 30-foot inflatable of Turl, the movie's bad guy, outside the Scientology headquarters, which I sent you a picture. Yeah, what the fuck? It ended up somehow at a Tower Records. <laughs> More like Turrible. <laughs> Turrible. Turrible. That's terrible. But then the project fell through and L. Ron Hubbard died in 1986. What a shame. In comes John Travolta, one of the earliest, if not the first converts to Scientology. I didn't realize how long he's been a Scientologist. He was on board going back to 1975. Welcome back, Cotter. Yes. Hubbard was urging Travolta to get, uh, basically, I need you to use your Hollywood ties to get this film made. Travolta, though, was avoiding taking part due to his recent string of flops refer to our Greece episode to learn more but then after the Travolta resurgence on the heels of Pulp Fiction he thought it was time to make good on Elrond's wishes <laughs> Travolta sicked the whole Church of Scientology on studio executives possibly with threats of their wives disappearing in 1998 the film landed with Franchise Pictures oh the best company ever at this time Franchise Pictures whole deal was that they swooped in at the last minute on rescue projects or two Two rescue projects that fell through that were being held up by studios. So things like we've covered something like Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Imagine if they were like, you know what? We're going to leave this movie unfinished. We've shot all this footage. We're going to just call it a day and quit. Franchise pictures would come into movies like that and they'd be like, we'll front the money. We'll make the rest of the movie. Show. And we'll release it. Stuff like that. And we say David Zaslav is a, well, he is a giant piece of shit. This is the one time where I wish the movie was finished. And he's like, nope, we're not releasing it. Yes. So they would make the movie, but the quid pro quo was that they were going to make the movie stars take drastically reduced salaries to keep budgets low. However, their rep reputation that they managed to produce special effects on par with blockbusters at a fraction of the budget. Oh yeah. Beyond a fraction. So basically franchise was like, look, we've got workaround. I think what they were doing was outsourcing the effects yeah. outside of the U.S. So they were having other effects teams at a cheaper cost. High schoolers, perhaps? Probably high schoolers. Multimedia and classes. AV programs, multimedia classes yeah. do the effects. And then having the movie stars take drastic pay cuts. There were all sorts of behind-the-scenes drama as to whether the Church of Scientology played a hands-on role in the film's production. Between the media, the studio, and the church, to quote Eddie Izzard singing the Star-Spangled Banner, there was a lot of confirming and denying. <laughs> but you do sing the national anthem. I've seen you sing the national anthem. And I've worked out how to do it. If, you look, if you're lost in the middle of it and you're singing the words, you know, because the tannoy system's a big stadium. You know, it doesn't matter. Wherever you're singing it, all that people care about is is the look because there's figures on this. 70% of what people react to is the look. You know, it's how you look. And there's about 20% is how you sound. And only 10% is what you say. So if you look good and sound good, just up there going, big mouth, the eyes. Use that. And keep confirming and denying things. Franchise pictures had to repeatedly say this wasn't a Scientology film. It was a Travolta sci-fi film. No, no, and it was not. I may say this later, but the movie actually ended up putting franchise out of business. <laughs> 
No. They filed bankruptcy because of Battlefield Earth. No. You know what they made, though? They produced the movie that we covered. We talked about it last week. Driven. Oh, really? They covered They, they produced Driven. They went all in on Philip Zeptet. So they originally approached Quentin Tarantino to direct. You oh, my think, God. Travolta coming off Pulp Fiction. They approached Tarantino. Even Tarantino probably thought this was great. Cyclos. And this is a good time to mention something we can't exclude. This is insane fucking bonkers, idiotic. During interviews, Travolta literally was quoted as saying, Pulp Fiction for the year 3000. (laughs) This has... Absolutely. There was no dancing. Nothing. There was nothing. <laughs> this didn't even feel like the year 3000. It doesn't even feel like it's a movie the same way, Paul. Like, no. It's it's so wildly off. He's an alien. It's not looking like an alien. It's well, just John Travolta. He also said and was quoted as saying, Jesus. Star Wars, but better. Wow. What fucking Star Wars on what Xenu's home planet? Neither of these things. Yak or whatever it was called. Neither of these things are remotely true, and hence QT wasn't interested in directing. Roger Christian, a protege of Steven Spielberg, stepped in to direct. Sister Christian. At the time, he was known for directing the music video for Fire on the Water by Krista Berg. Krista Berg had another song other than Lady in Red. I'm being facetious, but for being a Spielberg protege, weird career. He won an Academy Award for a short film called The Sender and then nosedived until Battlefield Earth all but ended his career. Failing upward. He is still living and has helmed a few more projects, but... You haven't heard of them. <laughs> no one has. I thought you were going to say he's still living with his parents. He's, still he's trying to come back. He's got like a couple Oscars. He did like, he was like a co-director on Star Wars or something. I mean, it's like the dude had this promising career and then I think he got looped into Battlefield he Earth. probably and, pawned off his Oscars at a pawn shop. Yeah. So this one is so bad. I'm surprised they allowed it to be released, but I had a lot of fun watching it and I think they were going for Star Wars, Dune, etc. So it's not what I expected. I literally think... I think the closest like movie comp or comparison for me is that this movie feels a lot tonally like 1992's Mom and Dad Save the World with Terry Gar, Jeffrey Jones, and John Lovitz. I can see that. That's what it feels yeah. like. It's like it's campy, shitty special effects, campy. But like, the problem with this is it's two hours long. Hour yeah. thirty, good. Well, not two, good, but two hours was kind of like a fateful mercy for me because like I was like I almost sci-fi. Shut it off. I knew it was gonna have a sequel. I'm like this is gonna be a three hour movie. I wouldn't go this far, but Roger Ebert gave it a half star out of four, described it as taking a bus trip with someone who has needed a bath for a long time. It's unpleasant in a hostile way. I watched it in the mounting gloom, realizing I was witnessing something historic, a film that for decades to come will be the punchline of jokes about bad movies. Spot on accurate. Yep. It's so bad. And speaking of which, there is a riff tracks for Battlefield Earth, but I don't know how this one hasn't taken on a second life with cult screenings. It's that ridiculous. I would totally see a midnight screening of Battlefield Earth. I would see midnight, but I have to be drunk. Yeah. Because I could not sit through this oh sober my, I want, ever again. Yeah. I want to watch this in like. Because uh, Forrest uh, fucking Whitaker's in this movie. I'm like, why is Foe Witness? Yeah. Well, he greatly regretted it. It's one of those I things would he said that he regrets any involvement. And he had a bad eating reading jim did audiences think it was ridiculous please give us budget box office news and number ones at time of release from 
WUAB, Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. Battlefield Earth. I get that it's called Battlefield Earth because Earth was laid waste by the Cyclos. Was it? Maybe. Or was it just Denver? I'd, I wish we would know some backstory, but we didn't get that much. Read the book. Yeah. I No. Let's not. <laughs> we're not reading the book. I don't ever want to read the book because at that point, let's just read Dianetics on the air while we're yeah. doing it because it probably makes more sense. Came out May the 12th, 2000 at the Celebrity Center in Los Angeles to a $44 million budget. And this is what shocked me. $29 million it made at the box office all of them had to be scientologists or drunk and even so it's hard to not make a i don't remember this movie being advertised that much i don't remember it at all and maybe that had to do with the franchise pictures thing but like it's hard to only make 29 million with john travolta in your movie it's bad john travolta coming off a stretch of where he's a lead actor in a bunch of movies yeah forrest whitaker my god barry pepper The security chief should secure the field vault with an eight-digit combination code and uh, do not use a personal or employee identification number. What's an identification number? Uh, there, right there. How many numbers is that? Eight. Eight? Eight. Eight. And don't forget about Barry Pepper and your and the guy in Chris from and Kindergarten Chris, Cops. When I told you, I was like, "Holy shit, Chris from Kindergarten <laughs> Cops in this." You can't just walk in here and put a gun in my face. I'm trying to get a manicure. You think the jury is going to convict me on the testimony of that junkie? Yeah, I know all about you, Kimball. Without me, you wouldn't even have a life. So when you've got that cast and crew, I just can't. Oh. It's, I I truly think it's hard to only make $29 million. It's not that hard. No. From a marketing perspective, play up like the sci-fi aspects of it. It's got John Travolta. He's got dreadlocks. He's 11 feet tall. The planet ship is hiding something. All we have to do is find out what it is. Then we'll have leverage over him. And then we can get the gold. What do you mean we? It's my plan. I'm sending the gold to Cyclo, then I'm getting off this stinking planet. Oh, come on, sir. <laughs> you gotta let me in on it. I barely make any lousy credits in this job, and I've got five wads to support, sir. It's got Forrest Whitaker. He's got big mammoth hands. Forrest Whitaker drinking out of a souvenir, like, Cedar Point cup. Yeah. Of fluorescent green Mountain Dew booze. Just play up the sci-fi aspects of it. It's John Travolta. Once you got their money and they're in their seats, how do you only make $29 million? Scientology's a fucking call. You're telling me David Miscavige couldn't have forced everybody in Scientology to see this movie three times. Yeah, when you have your Sunday sermon at Church of Scientology, (laughs) just tell everybody to go get a ticket. I feel like me and you are now, like, OT1s for fucking watching I'm this movie. I'm afraid of that. So it was a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not a shock based on 153 people reviewed this movie. Sorry. And it rated a 2.8 out of 10 on Metacritic. All right. Still too high. If you like going clear, head to Hollywood Video for these rentals. From flesh to steel, from blood to blade, from man to mutant, evil has a new enemy, justice has a new weapon, and the world has a new hero.
Ironically enough, John Travolta in the general's daughter. Okay. Maybe that has a Scientology tie. Maybe he's a general of a Sea Org ship. I have no idea. Bringing out the dead with Nicolas Cage. And then finally, end of days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's a nice three pack for you. Also, guys, did you know that Santa Claus is considered a suppressive person or an SP because he refused to give children Dianetics, according to L. Ron Hubbard? Did you Whoa, know that? I did not know that. Did you also know that elves are frowned upon by the Sea Org members because they can't swim? Okay. Did you know that? Did you know Lacey Chabert, star of Party of Five and a myriad of Hallmark Christmas movies, had a bad audit with an e-meter? Whoa. Now you know. Really? Yeah. I made that up. Okay, I was like, <laughs> whoa. She might have. She might have. Might have. Also, here's a funny thing. Let's go a little background on John Travolta's Scientology. This I looked up. This is accurate. John Travolta, because I was trying to figure out what is his OT rating, his operating thetan level. I want to know. He's at least an OT3, but probably higher. He also has cocon status given to him by L. Ron Hubbard Cocoon himself. status? K-H-A-K-H-A-N. Cocon. So he has cocon status. Cocon! <laughs> this is separate from your progress on the bridge the bridge to the clear the bridge to clearedom or whatever the fuck it's called but it is a level of protection equivalent to being spared your life 16 times over so oh. that's where travolta is because you're cocon so before you go any further into this and really get us into the rabbit hole the men in black are going to show up at our door or whatever they've got travolta started in scientology in 1975 which is nuts to me he had a couple credits prior but he started with welcome back cotter which is really where people hey, start Mr. To, yeah vinnie barbarino he and, he, hey, Mr. Cotter, you do an audit hey uh, Mr. Cotter, you know about Zenu? um he basically on somewhere on the set of welcome back cotter ended up in scientology i would like to see like a movie about the life of john travolta he's a fascinating person he because how long was he wearing a wig the whole you know like making shit for a decade getting one movie and then spoiling his goodwill by making shit for another decade and Weird like dude. but like again how did he who got to him that early like did somebody show up with a book on set yeah. and gave cap it's like who the fuck is that he guy? found it like otho found the uh For the handbook yeah the handbook like travolta find a book on dianetics Medics. just sitting on set of welcome back Carter. or elrond's just sitting there smoking a dart yeah he would have been alive so yeah it's pretty fascinating just how and then did travolta play any role in in converting you know Cruz and will smith and whoever else had to have being a Scientologist, when you drive past an accident, it's not like anyone else. As you drive past, you know you have to do something about it. You would think. Because I would say Cruz is more of the figurehead anymore than John Travolta. I mean, you got to think of the movies he was in following. He wasn't in movies with these people. No. He was He was never in a movie with Tom Cruise like or any of the big names. Which is surprising why there wasn't like a Travolta Cruise two-pack. It's too much, probably. Imagine Maybe. if they were like in 1995, they made like Tom Cruise, Leah Remini, uh, John Travolta. Face-off without yeah, like, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, just made face off that all right on to the news the movie that did kick ass and was great and ended up winning best picture gladiator comes out here in may of 2000 unlike this movie battlefield earth that did the opposite at the razzies where it swept everything winning all seven razzies later here comes the distinction it won an eighth for worst drama in the 25 years of the razzies then years later won a ninth for worst film of the decade. So nice. posthumously won two more Razzies. Great. And it wasn't matched until Jack and Jill, which I also have seen. Yeah. 
fuck. So speaking of Gladiator quickly, shout out to our friend Morgan, who we watched the MLS Cup. Oh, hell and yeah. Steve Chirondolo coaches LAFC. He's the manager of LAFC. Our friend Morgan pointed out how much Steve Chirondolo now looks like the guy in Gladiator who pisses himself. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you were here? Oh my God, he does. He does. I know you're talking just about like him. So shout out to the guy in Gladiator who pisses himself <laughs> before he has to go out to the arena. And what I also learned, speaking of Gladiator, because I started rewatching the UK Gladiators again. The one Gladiator, her name was Rio. She was in the movie Gladiator. She was the one who gets hacked in half during one of the nice. gladiatorial games. Sweet. That's, boom, boom, boom. If you're going to be in a movie like that with that sort, that's a good way to do it. That's memorable, man. I still don't know what Gladiator 2 is going to be. We don't need it. It's, I don't know why it's happening. Uh, it's probably going to be awesome. That's the thing. Is it going to be Maximus in heaven? Like, I hope so. It's I fucking mean, great. It's just, it's so weird. There's, we should cover that movie. One of my favorite things, and it seems like it came up on this, but that shot of the iconic shot from Gladiator where Maximus is basically going to heaven and he's, yeah. he's brushing his hand along the grass. The toned background and everything. It was like a crew member on the movie was standing in the grass, like smoking a cigarette, and he was just like brushing his hand over the grass while he's standing yeah. there. And it was like the director said, second unit director someone spotted it and was like go get a shot of that awesome and it's the iconic shot of the movie well it's not only that's iconic you have the are you not entertained line yeah. and the when thumbs up the thumbs up the thumbs down and then the whole i am maximus decimus meridius and he mm -hmm. goes through the whole thing yeah my name is maximus decimus meridius commander of the armies of the north general of the felix legions loyal servant to the true emperor marcus aurelius Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Fucking so we're gonna have to cover Gladiator. Yeah, we should. It's too good. And also the phenomenon known as geocaching. You ever leave a random rock anywhere and say, go to this website? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. We um so we travel a lot for business and pleasure. And you find these things quite a bit. Yeah. We, we've restashed other people's. Oh, okay. Because we're we're too fucking lazy to go on Facebook and say, <laughs> hey, we found this. Found in, we found this in uh, you know, Dominican Republic or whatever. So we've taken the rocks and then stashed them elsewhere. And it's usually funny because we're kind of dicks about it. We've literally found rocks like that in like places that are described as like paradise. And we've taken them to Craig Beach. <laughs> nice shout out to Craig Beach. Yeah. Wow. Cigarette Beach. Craig Beach. <laughs> Great. God, fuck yeah. I did not expect that. Yeah, that's, it's hilarious because you're like, uh, hey, I found this rock in like a literal paradise and I'm going to put it at the shittiest place I know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Craig fucking beach. I, I'm going to throw it now to Kurt Loader and MTV News live from Craig Beach. I'm Kurt Loader with an MTV News Brief. Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP releases and shoots the number one, becoming the Grammy winner for best rap album. Stan, baby. Great album. And the 45th Eurovision Song Contest. The Olsen Brothers, not the Twin Sisters, the Olsen Brothers from Denmark win singing the song Fly on the Wings of Love live in Stockholm. Not on the Wings of Love. I wish it was Jeffrey Osborne, yeah. but it's not. Fly on the Wings. Yeah. 
Kevin and I never heard this song before. So I don't even have to know it right now to go, never heard it before. On to sports, Georgie. Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael, and welcome to the Sports Machine. During the 126th running of the Kentucky Derby, Ken DeSormo jockeys one of the best, weirdest horses names ever to victory. Fusaichi Pegasus Whoa. wins the 126th Kentucky Derby. Fusaichi Pegasus. Nice. That's a great, I should make that my porn name. That sounds That's like something one. you would tell me about from the original, you know, Jetto Man and the Yeah, very centaur. Yeah. Hey, I don't know Fusaichi Pegasus. I'm Mr. Carter. <laughs> Barry Bonds is the first MLB player to hit a homer into San Francisco Bay as the Giants beat the Mets 10 to 3. Barry Bonds would go on to hit 35 more in his San Francisco Giants career. Barry Bonds probably is a Scientologist. Wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> That's why his head's so fucking big. He's turning into Xenu. That's terrible. And on to news of the weird. That was legitness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who are you? Oh my God. Kevin, one story this week, and this is weird. This is new, and it happened a couple weeks ago. Jenna Elfman hosts Christmas stories to benefit undeserving children. Undeserving? (laughs) Undeserving children! (laughs) Hey, you fucks. I know no one else likes you or cares about you, but I do. Sorry. You don't deserve shit, but I'm going to do it for you. So Jenna Elfman hosts Christmas stories to benefit underserved children at the Scientology Celebrity Center in downtown. Jenna Elfman, Scientologist. Jenna Elfman, a Scientologist. They okay. have some of your B and C list Scientologists show up for this. Tom Cruise ain't showing up. Travolta ain't showing up. You're going to read Christmas stories, serve him food, and then indoctrinate him into a lie. As I said, your number one movie in America by far, Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix, Gladiator, and your number one song in America. You thought it was smooth. Eh, eh, it's the second one off the album. It's Maria, Maria, Carlos Whoa. Santana. The album that went across the world and blew up here in the United States of America. And and I guess that's all that's going on. Let's jump our asses into a volcano and detonate an H-bomb so our thetans can fly everywhere. Back to Cyclos. Putting aside the serious violations of teaching mining to an inferior race and insulting corporate superiors, each one in itself punishable by death, So it is my duty to report you even though you'll be vaporized and I will have to train a new assistant. I really wish I would have uh, made a list of some of these Scientologists so we could go through them. There's a lot. Like Kirstie Alley, Karen Black, Sonny Bono. Did I disappoint you? Sonny Bono was weird. Former members, which is interesting. Leah Ramini. Yeah, she's probably become maybe the most famous former Scientologist because she was like the whistleblower who's yep. had the documentaries and the show. And then you have guys like Marty Rathbun, the guys who have been in the church. I remember what, her show was awesome. But I will say about the Scientologists, I mean, they are fucking cutthroat. Once you leave, they just hound you, hound you, hound you. But I've never heard of like a Scientology hit squad that comes after you and kills you. Now, maybe she 
Shelly Miscavige was? I don't know. That's allegedly. Allegedly. We, we don't know. What, we don't know. What, we don't. That's exactly it. We don't know what happened with her. We just know she, she ain't around no more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Let's mine some gold out of the plot. Oh, I for, that's the thing. I forgot it was about fucking gold. It's too. about gold. God. It's 3000 AD. In the year 3000. Our hero is Johnny Goodboy Tyler. They, I'm not sure that they ever say his name once. They did one time near the end of the movie. I just kept calling him Barry Pepper. He lives in the Rocky Mountains with like Big a Van Vader. tribe of cave people. We've apparently regressed millions of years and only a thousand years. These cave people live out of like they live in fear of demons. Johnny doesn't buy any of this. He sets out to the lowlands where he finds a thousand year old putt putt course. <laughs> Looks like a non-believer. I believe what I can see. Non-believer, huh? You from the caves? You've probably never seen a god. Would you like to see one? What do you know about gods? We have seen gods. Rock and I both. You lying thieves. <laughs> he thinks the statues are the demons his people are afraid of. How fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, seriously, it's only been a thousand years. We regress a million and a thousand, yet they still speak English, but then they still go, yeah. like they're oh, fucking Rick Steiner. Yeah. <laughs> The statues are not the demons, but he thinks they are. He crosses paths with some hunters who show him the abandoned city, the city of Denver. The city is covered with a glass dome, which provides an atmosphere. While exploring, they're captured by Cyclos. I thought it was Cyclos at first. Yeah, Cyclos. Cyclos. Who are the demons that his people are afraid of? They're the ones who need the dome because they're an alien species who has enslaved Denver at the very least. Yeah, must have been different. John Elway stood in the way. The Cyclos take Johnny and his new buddies to a camp where humans are enslaved. Turl. That's terrible. The Earth Chief of Security uh, uh, meets with a visiting Cyclo higher up, but finds out his transfer from assignment on Earth has been declined. Listen, John Travolta is the face of this movie. Going into this movie not knowing anything, knowing it is a crazy Scientology movie, you're like, what is he, like the overlord? Is he like a president? Mm -mm. No, he's a chief of fucking security that wants to get promoted out of world. He's a security guard looking for transfer. <laughs> Fucking intimidating is that? He's a disgruntled worker. Hey, you know that sci-fi movie that's better than Star Wars, the uh, the Pulp Fiction for the year three thousand. What's it about? A security guard who wants to be transferred. I'm a fucking idiot. Hi, Elron. He wants off Earth badly, so he devises a plan with his second in command to use the human slaves to mine gold from the mountains. They have a very low opinion about human capabilities, but they have recognized Johnny as being a little bit more advanced. They hook him up to a cyclo learning machine, which basically downloads the cyclo language and history directly into his brain. Ugh. Excuse me, but I am your instructor if you will forgive such arrogance. For I do not have the honor to be a cyclone. I am but a lowly Kinko language slave. As you are listening to me, I most likely do not exist, as we may have been exterminated, like many other races, by the gas drones of our conquerors. Please forgive my pretension as I try to educate you in cyclone, the noble language of our superiors. Johnny has been sharing what he learns with the other slaves. He decides escaping is not enough. They must overthrow their captors. Johnny receives additional training, such as how to fly their aircrafts. When they are dropped off in an area where they're supposed to mine the gold. Area 51, right? Area 51. You know then. 
And you did nothing. They are given 14 days to fill the aircraft storage at least halfway with gold. In a movie with aliens and cave people, this part requires the most suspension of disbelief because Johnny's plan is that rather than work hard to mine the gold, he leaves half the slaves there to pretend to work because they're under surveillance, while the other half fly to Fort Knox and take gold bars to present as what they've mined. Based on what I've read about cyclosecurity, if we were to stage a revolt only using weapons that they don't perceive as any real threat, if we're just used rocks and sticks, they're just going to herd us together and throw us back in the cages. But we're going to stage this revolt inside the dome. So the cyclos are going to have to come inside the city to round us up. And that when we blow the dome. It's Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, kinda. The humans finally begin their revolution using Harrier jets. When the Why not? When the Cyclos took over the first time, still unclear whether it was just Denver or all of Earth, but they only managed to put up a fight for nine minutes before being conquered. But they have a plan this time, which includes teleporting a human to the Cyclo planet to detonate atomic weapons, which incinerates their planet. What? 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 What did I hear you say? When in this movie did you just glaze over, glass out, and go, I, I, what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Halfway through you this just movie, I'm like, just like, it's what? It's one of those movies you feel like you missed a major scene. But you and I, if it was a movie we care about, we'd rewind this one. We're just like, keep going. Yeah, just whatever. We're if good. I missed it, I'm, I'm Fuck fine. it. So after detonating the atomic weapons, incinerating the cycloplanet, the humans win the battle on Earth. At their new home of Fort Knox, Johnny has Turtle as a captive where he tells him he's going to teach humans cyclotechnology. Great. Bringing in cyclosid. But you know and I know that you're only half the man that I am. And I have half the brain that you do. Characters, John Travolta as Turl. That's Turl. Barry Pepper as Johnny Goodboy Tyler. He's looking like Dirk Nowitzki a lot in this one. He looks like Dirk Nowitzki in every movie he's ever been in. Forrest Whitaker as Kerr. Oh, that hurts. Kim Coates as Carlo. Sabine Carcenti as Chrissy. A Jim's boy, Richard Tyson as Robert the Fox. Crisp! It's me. Don't you remember Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? Look. Kelly Preston as Chirk. I had no idea. Kelly this was... Preston is in this? Uh, she's the one with the fucking CG tongue. Oh, I where, didn't even. Where he's like, what do you gonna do for me and she's like you're gonna take me back to the home planet and make me rich oh and uh she has a cg tongue i might have fell asleep it's kelly preston damn it that's about it jim does anybody not completely shit to bed in this dude I don't have anybody. Even John Travolta is supposed to be an alien. He's he doesn't even have alien like a, a head thing. Like even Forrest Whitaker is done up more I, alien I than don't he is. No, why the dialogue is so bad. What's with his accent? It's so them trying to just him and Forrest Whitaker. It's like they can't get on the same page. Not at all. They have the most awkward conversations. You sure call that one, sir. No way they know about the big dope cat. Fat ass, let's go round them up. Ah! Rough, lousy ceiling. I thought I told you to get some man animals in here and fix it. It's like they weren't even in the same room when no. they filmed their conversations. Uh, it's so weird. I couldn't get past his accent because he had some sort of accent throughout this whole movie that didn't make any sense. And the whole time I'm like, why is faux wit in this movie? I, it's a shame. I was appalled. He had more alien shit on his head than John Travolta did. It's because Spicoli fucked up his car. It's true. My brother's good shit and he's going to kill us. <laughs> uh, well, which is it? Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, let's, best scenes? Uh, 
Okay, uh, I, best is a subjective thing. What's with the bad camera Star Wars transition wipes? That yes, it doesn't change. It's just constant I transitional think it's wipe. Because of Star Wars, that's the only thing I could think of. But the whole time I'm like, you're trying to be like they Star Wars, like and a, you're not. No, they have like an effects program, and they're like, you know what? We're gonna use them all. Use it, but they used only one. So yeah, they ran wipe. out of RAM. I have Johnny Goodboy Tyler sets off out of his village because he wants a better life, and he quickly learns about McDonald's. The gods left this world, they ordered man not to look at them. Those that disobeyed were frozen in place for all of eternity. The gods lived here, they could fly through the air. Drive the chariots in front of special caves with golden arches. Golden. And the food would magically appear. Yeah. They tell him basically like you go to the golden arches and they just, the food just appears. This is when he fights a statue at a putt putt course. Yep. And then again, gains a misunderstanding of what happens at a McDonald's. I just like their like shitty misunderstanding of these two dudes he runs into. Like they've explored this city, Yeah. which is so weird because the first, like they seem to have explored the city at times, but the, literally the first time Johnny Goodboy Tyler does it within five minutes, fucking captured. Yeah. He's real stupid. Yep. He's real dumb. I'm a fucking idiot. So at around the 57 minute mark, I make sure I wrote this down because I wouldn't be able to find it once I go in this post. Just like every bad guy, and I'm even subjective about Travolta even being a bad guy in this because this is Scientology allegory. In Scientology, if you're a psychologist or a psychiatrist, or if you seek one, you're considered a bad person. Ooh. So the whole time I'm like, are the cyclos really bad people? They're just being shit on by Scientologists. That's the whole thing. Scientologists are making psychiatrists and psychologists the bad people so John Travolta is a bad person so at around the 57 minute mark just like any bad guy he spills his guts with the master plan about everything what he's gonna do what's x what's y what's z what's hydrogen bomb what's thetan it just everything he decides to spill typical lazy writing at some point the bad guy's got to be dumb and tell the protagonist his entire plan for the protagonist to finally an hour and some change later spoil it as long as you cling to the feeble hope that you could ever get the better of me you'll be distracted from the more important things that have to be done which is exactly why i share the following with you when we attacked your planet, all your soldiers and all their advanced technology could only put up a measly nine-minute fight before they were exterminated. Which is why man is an endangered species. Everything you humans knew is here. And you can look at anything you want because there is nothing will help you. John Travolta wanted to be Johnny Goodboy Tyler, but he was just too old by the time it happened. Barry Pepper looks young, question mark? Like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Not at all. So, we see a mall, Kevin. <laughs> There's a mall in it. Yeah. Yeah, we do. That's it. Uh, Thank you, everybody. So, they, the Cyclos, set three of the man animals loose in the mountains to find out what their favorite food is. I hate that they're I called kinda, man animal. I kind of got a kick out of this scene because like, Churl has this whole plan where he's like, we'll deprive them of food and then we'll see what they eat and that'll tell us their favorite food. Which is the dumbest plan concept ever. Because you know what they eat? A fucking rat. <sighs> That's their favorite food. Of course it is. They could have selected anything they wanted. But it's not even cooked. If man-animal prefers its rat uncooked, then our job is that much easier. If they like their rat so much, how come those two aren't eating? Don't you know anything? The leader of the pack always eats first. See? 
because that's the only thing that they have to eat. A smart race that has been there for a thousand years does not understand what humanity used to like. Yeah. And they only say the word human, I think, once yeah, and everything else animals. is man animal. And then not uh, even manimal. Yeah. Manimal. Come on. Uh, so manimal, Johnny, uh, good boy, Tyler. He notices the cameras on the buttons. So he yanks the cameras out and like, <laughs> how did they find this? Oh, I have no idea. The yeah. big fucking black button on shirts. Yeah. You jag. No, I'm, I have nothing. Uh, the other one that's mildly interesting is, and I probably have this in logic is after he's teaching Turl is allowing Johnny good boy, Tyler to learn the ways of the cyclo. Yeah. The man from parts unknown. <laughs> he, uh, he takes him psychokinetic catechism. He takes him to the library. Yeah. And he's like, This is your culture. This is like your race. You this is everything about you. And of course he gets inspired by the Declaration, the Declaration of, of Independence. And a whole library full of books. He reads the Declaration Decla- of Independence. It's so ridiculous. Fucking dumb. But he's like, This is you'll never like be us because this is the extent of your learning. But somehow he knows how to read. Yeah, there's he's a caveman. He's a <gasps> Yeah. All right. Let's let's uh get out of the pool no pool in this one that i'm aware of There's no pool maybe an ocean we don't know the cyclos might have drank it so hey i'm here to find a food for you miss Carter. guess what else i found fucking my buddy elrond <laughs> All right, for our special Christmas episode pool check, we're going to do Mad Libs. We've done these a few times. Yeah, and I've always seemed a way to fuck it up because my English classness was well, not great. I kept this one pretty simple. I hope you can follow. All right. So Jim will get, I'll ask Jim for the, the answers and he will, you know, tell me them and then we'll read the story. So. Or Kevin will inevitably say that's not a noun or a verb. All right, Jim, I need a number. 12. All right, a made up name. Manch Slaw. Oh, perfect, Jim. There we go. The myth, the legend. An animal. Tiger. Perfect. A celebrity. John Travolta. Oh, yeah. I saw my car. Junior Bevel. Junior Bevel. Junior Bevel. I saw my car. Hey, give me your car, okay? I need a plural noun. Ooh, plural. Okay, here we go. Basically a thing, a plural thing. Oh, uh, okay. Um... Would work best in this instance. Ooh. Hockey sticks. Ooh. Okay. All right. Another celebrity. Let's do somebody off kilter. Let's do Danny Bonaducci. My God. (laughs) All right. A first name. Jasmine. A color. Blue. A distinguishing feature of a person or an animal. Mole. A mole. A mole. And uh, an a- another animal. A sheep. An adjective. Descriptive word. Yeah. Slovenly. Slovenly. Food? McNuggets. Mm. In honor of the uh, Kerwin White <laughs> Happy Meal Box. A specific drink. White Russian. In O2, your birthday episode last week. A verb ending in ed, jacked. Oh, a song and artist. A song and an artist. Yeah, just a song. Seen from Italian restaurant, Billy Joel. Oh my god, <laughs> ruined it. A bottle of bread, Parmesan uh, cheese. So I'm guessing uh, Tommy DeVito has listened to that. Fucking that agent. That's just all act. Oh my god, it is. But I hope they we- love it. They embrace it. Assholes. A feeling. Horny. 
Oh, no. Ah, <laughs> yes, bring it on. And I need a specific toy. Let's do speak and spell. Sit and spins. Uh, Sibian. Sibian. <laughs> Sibian. All right. Here we go. It's 12 days before Christmas. While in the final stages of planning for the big day, Santa Claus, real name, Manch Slaw. <laughs> Yes. Was outside when he was trampled by a tiger. Mrs. Claus and the elves decided that they could only trust one person to do Santa's job this year. John Travolta. How ironic. John Travolta was given authority to do what he felt was best. For gifts, he wanted the elves to make hockey sticks to give all the kids. John Travolta chose Danny Bonaducci to assist him. <laughs> Can you imagine? And Jasmine, the blue mole sheep, to guide their sleigh. <laughs> nice. It My was, favorite stripper. It was a slovenly night. They ate all the McNuggets cookies and drank all the white Russians that yeah. boys and girls left out. John Travolta jacked back to the North Pole <laughs> while seen from an Italian restaurant by Billy Joel played from the sleigh sound system. The kids woke up horny that they got hockey sticks <laughs> instead of speaking spells. Mom! <laughs> Everyone is ready for Santa to be back. Oh, that's great. That's pretty good. That's a good one. All right. Well, let's get back in the pool so we can finish talking about Battlefield Earth. I never had a mad loop before when I was inside. I fixed the problem with it. It works fine. You imbecile! What kind of crap lousy game are you playing? So I'm teaching them all about our technology. They made me the head cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the bright side. You may not be wallowing in luxury on Cyclone, but at least you finally got your goal. <laughs> Do you think this movie should have never happened? Yes. Just embraced the Scientology. Like the movie didn't work. It was a bad sci-fi movie. It's bad. Even with, again, better special effects, a real studio making it. I just don't. The story is, is weak. This is what I don't get. L. Ron Hubbard started as a science fiction writer. Somehow he was able to manipulate, coerce people into making it. I don't know how a religion, but you're talking about a guy whose background is in science fiction. Hence why it's called Scientology because it's bullshit based on fiction. Why didn't they just go ahead and make this a bonkers yeah. Scientology science fiction movie and it has fucking Xenu in it, it has everybody they need in it. It's nuts. I mean, at this point, it wouldn't have meant like franchise pictures made it. If they would have leaned into the Scientology, I bet more people would have went and saw it. Why couldn't they have made this more of a, boy, this is fun. Ah, Scientology doesn't seem as bad. They make dumb, fun movies, mm -hmm. weirdly enough. Why not? What is the hard of embracing what it is. Why are you standing back like you're David Miscavige going, no, yeah. this is the, we are not involved with this at all. It seems like they got the worst of both worlds. They did. Because they didn't get to put their Scientology messaging into the movie and they made a bad movie. I didn't look at the credits at all. I don't think there was any reference to the Church of Scientology. I don't think there was anything involved with it. I think it just, it instantly became controversial, but Eric Bischoff will tell you controversy creates cash. But in this case, it did not. No. No. 
All right. Let's uh, someone, I don't know if he ever, I doubt he dabbled with. He's good Catholic boy. I doubt he ever dabbled with, uh, or maybe he's Protestant. I don't know. But he never dabbled with Scientology, Mr. David McCall. Hey, you know what you can do, okay? Get that fucking bullshit away from me. That's right, Travolta. Guess what? That Scientology shit? Kill you, bitch. It all could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. You were out of your skull bone. I think the stiffness of the dialogue, again, Uh, is one of the big reasons this doesn't work. I mean, not that it's a good movie, but the dialogue really slogs it down. I mean, lots and lots of issues, but God, that dialogue. It's so hard to wrap logic into this movie because the whole fucking premise of the movie is a logic point. So how they kind of made it, there was this big contention where Travolta's character, Turrible, was getting flack from his higher up that looked very fucking fat and horrible and shitty. They're sort of like Dune characters. They, they are. borrowed them from Dune. Yeah, Atreides. But he even said, let's get these man animals. Let's get them. We'll force them into getting this gold for us. Yeah. And the higher up's like, no, uh-uh. We can't let that happen. So you're telling me the bad guys in the movie are anti-slavery. No, that dude was running a scheme. Oh, he was running a scheme? Yeah. Once again, tuned out. No, he was running a scheme where he basically something if, if like the humans mined the gold and had a lot more money. He was like taking 50% off from their payment and stuff. Okay. So, but why doesn't Turtle get his promotion? I do what I can, which is why we've decided to keep you on for another tour of service. There must be some mistake. Oh, home office does not make mistakes. Of course not. But have you looked at my file, sir? It explicitly says that this is a temporary assignment. Yes. Are you not aware that I graduated top of my class? Quite an accomplishment. I don't mean to second guess the home office, but surely I could be of better service to the corporation. Home office is well aware of your academic achievements and obvious talents. That's why we've decided not to keep you here for another five cycles. <laughs> <laughs> It's a joke. Oh, thank you, sir. I I don't know if I could have kept my sanity to be here another five cycles. We've decided to keep you here for another 50 cycles. With endless options for renew, with endless options for renew, with endless options for renew. Didn't he sleep with the one guy's daughter or something like that? Wasn't that alluded to that he slept with, I don't know if it was his daughter or his sister or something like that. And he's like, I'll apologize. Maybe you'll get out of here in four, four cycles. But he's like, you'll be your next 500 cycles. Yeah, That's what it sounded like. I don't know. I just slept with somebody he shouldn't have. It's just like the dude, it just turns all of a sudden. The dude's like humoring him and everything. And all of a sudden he's like, again, no you'll be here for 500 cycles yeah at the end of the movie they confirm that there may be other cyclo colonies on earth or in the u.s who may come looking for Car- for turtle or cur whoever what is, what is with these names i don't know like what we couldn't have thought of a better name like a more alien name than tur and cur so basically what johnny Tur-cur. good boy johnny that now you sound like uh south park <laughs> So basically, Johnny Goodboy Tyler is saying that Turl is responsible for the death of their home planet. So they're going to come looking for him for being responsible. But in reality, wouldn't it be the humans, the man animals? You would think. Why is it Turl? Yeah. That was I don't know. Turrible plot. Here's the thing, too. You're in Denver. Well, they're in Fort Knox now. They seem to have a pretty good thing going. They're learning the cyclotechnology. They got a nice little colony set up. Why would they ever go and seek out and look for a fucking 
fight with the other Cyclops. You're it just doesn't testing, make any sense. You're just testing your luck. Why not just stay put? Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy what you're doing at Fort Knox. So here's one. And once again, Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I could have drifted off here. So when Barry Pepper tries to escape, he grunts like a savage, okay? Travolta shows up with Forrest Whitaker, and they are talking in front of him as if he doesn't understand them at all. Are they breaking the fourth wall speaking English so we, the audience, yes. can understand them? In yes. the movie, the man animals just hear the cyclo language. Yes. Okay, so I am right. The cyclos are talking to each other in cyclo language. But we are, as they the did, viewers... They did a, a courtesy to the viewer, and they didn't subtitle it or anything. Okay, so they're just speaking English so we, now, the viewer, understand. There is a workaround where they could have subtitled Subtitled the first few minutes of the psycho yeah. language to make us realize and then phase out and then phase it out. But yes, up until that point, they're speaking to each other. Even Johnny Goodboy Tyler is speaking the psycho language, but we just hear it as English. Okay, I, that would have made poor execution, seconds. poor you know, play, like everything about it. Because I was like, he's standing right dumb. in front of him talking English. How is he not to understand what they're saying? Speak American. I love that they take time out to do like that hack comedy bit where they think based on satellite images that dogs are superior to humans because they're like they lead the humans around the so humans dumb. do whatever they want they, they're clearly the superior how beings. can an advanced alien race that has been on earth for a thousand years not know basic but that's shit. the joke that's yeah. all the joke is that like they think they're so smart when it's in reality they're not that smart it is the one guy in the man animal gang I guess is a molecular biologist yeah uh -huh. okay yeah you can't uh, help anywhere else he's just a fucking molecular <laughs> well, biologist of grunts and it makes no sense because they're cave like you know they're what I mean? cave dwellers but he's they're intelligent so they're all like that's the more fascinating movie is that like these cave dwellers exist while somewhere there's like perfectly normal human colony still operating could that have been in the second movie i don't know i would care less because i wouldn't uh, watch it so the human food was causing me a heck in distress when johnny fights the prisoner who says you eat when i tell you and i'm first and all that it's like green mashed potatoes it's it's nasty. like what they're eating in it's, troll too it's manslaw it's gross bad there's this one scene where john travolta blows off Fowit's hand and he no sells it there it's yeah. just that scene yes. where he's starting to read him to write at he pulls out the gun blows his fucking hand off no reaction this None. whole movie has a lot to do with like spying because there's there's cameras that float like hockey pucks they yeah. float around they spy on people well john travolta basically throughout the movie has been trying to teach forrest whitaker how to be better at like blackmailing people and he ends up being proud of him but like saying there's there's consequences and he blows off his arm but he doesn't and he just stands there he doesn't oh, care okay and then travolta gets his arm blown off yeah and also kind of doesn't care. <sighs> I love how the plan escalates from we're going to fight back against our oppressors to we're going to nuke their planet yeah. to prevent them from sending back incinerate the planet. It just, we're going to completely we have all these atomic weapons. We're going to blow them up, destroy them. So I have one here, my last one. So Barry Pepper somehow there's this one scene near the end of the movie, and it's I call it the Michael Bay slow mo shot. Oh yeah, he has an army firing everything they have at him. Not one shot hits him. No, nope. but it's that slow mo. Michael Bay totally ripped them off fucking just so dumb I love how the flight simulator is perfectly preserved and operational and how the US military jets are just fueled up ready to fly thousand year old plane man thousand bring that Harrier old, yep the Harrier jets the thousand year old and they just are they got the weapons They're everything maintained. works perfectly preserved and work great engineering when Carlo tries to crash the plane through the roof of the dome he sucks and it fails so he detonates the bomb so he has to like detonate the explosive 
explosives and it breaks all the glass and all the glass falls. Wouldn't that be counterintuitive to what they're trying to do? Because you'd have to think that that would result in mass casualties to their own side when all the glass falls. He couldn't fly a fucking plane through a glass ceiling. Yeah. What does that tell you? Yeah, it all, Shit. It all worked out in the end. Yeah, we won. We won crazy. What is the legacy of this movie? God, I don't know. Us. You're welcome. Yeah, it's Merry us Christmas. keeping it alive. This one, I think, has went into the annals of history. And, and I, Eber was kind of right yeah. in saying that like it would forever be synonymous with bad movies because it is bad. This won two Razzies five and ten years after it was made. Mm-hmm. Shit, what does that tell you? All right. Well, no legacy. Stick around for some plugs. You've probably heard of Scientology. Fuck you. That's terrible. Cool sceners, once again, thank you for listening to this episode of the show and all of the other ones in our back catalog. And you can find those on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay, and wherever you get your podcast from, because we are there. And never forget to like, comment, subscribe, rate, and follow on Facebook. Join the Pool Sceners group for exclusive content. You will get it there first. Instagram, Twitch, threads tiktok and youtube at pool scene podcast we are all over the place so you will never get one opportunity to miss us anytime anywhere and as always back to kevin hey final app guy did you convert to scientology yeah All right, something kind of annoying me that has just newly started to annoy me that isn't going to cross over with a lot of our audience. Uh-oh. Is the Travis Scott and John McEnroe feud. Really? They're, why is there why? So Travis Scott re-releases Cactus Jack versions of old Nikes or new, tra- you know, Cactus Jack shoes. Yeah. So the first part of it is apparently McEnroe had a shoe, Air McEnroe or something, and he had a Zoom call with John McEnroe and John McEnroe, famous prick, basically told Travis Scott, I don't think it should be Cactus Jack. I think because it's my shoe, it should be the Cactus Mac. And Travis Scott's like, no, it's called Cactus Jack, not Cactus Mac. So then I see John McEnroe has been going everywhere in public with knockoff merchandise with the Cactus Jack logos that says Cactus Mac. Oh, come on. And he's, it's turned into this whole feud, but now it's been revealed. It's definitely a work because Travis Scott went to like the tennis hall of fame and spray painted over John McEnroe's hall of fame plaque. Really? Yeah. It's like a wrestling angle. And now I'm like, okay, I'm but out. But with real life consequences. Yes. You can't vandalize. Well, shit. right. I'm sure they got the okay, but I'm I'm like out. I'm like, nope, they don't need any marketing help selling the shoes. There's going to be people lining up and going on apps to, you know, completely uh, sell out the shoes. They don't need any additional marketing. I don't know. It just annoys me. It just, why, why, John McEnroe and Travis Scott, like weird. Of all things that should be not relevant at all, either of them shouldn't be relevant anymore. Bad news. Uh, have Hasbro has cut 1,100 jobs as part of their strategy moving forward. Saw that this morning. More job cuts coming in the next year. Sales have been down 10% in the key final quarter. Here's a guarantee. I bet they aren't cutting executive salaries or bonuses. They're not cutting no, why would they? their Christmas bonuses. Executives will probably be rewarded for thousands of employees being fired because like their whole thing is they want to increase revenue by $300 million. And it's like, how do we increase revenue? Fire people. Yeah. And then finally, before we get out of here, 
here on this episode. Um, we're mostly a movie podcast, so I want to quickly discuss the Golden Globe film nominations. Not going to go through the full thing, but I do want to touch on Best Picture, some of the acting nominations. Overall, Barbie had 10 nominations. Oppenheimer had eight. Oh, yeah. And in television, the final season of Succession had nine with The Bear and Only Murders in the Building with five each. Fuck yeah. So for Best Picture Drama, nominated was Oppenheimer and then Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., Emily Blunt, all nominated with Killian Perfect. being Best Actor, Emily Blunt and Robert Downey Jr. RDJ supporting. should win. I agree. Killers of Flower Moon, Leo, Lily Gladstone, both Best Actor, Actress nominations. De Niro got a supporting nomination. Maestro, which is on Netflix, a Netflix picture. Bradley Cooper, Carrie Mulligan, both acting noms. Bradley Cooper's kind of been taking subtle shots at Killian Murphy. How? Because, so, Bradley Cooper wants to win a Best Actor more than anything. He's trying so fucking hard to do it. He's trying to force it. Yeah. And he's threatened that Killian Murphy just shows up and is just amazing. <sighs> and because like Bradley Cooper, you know, he in an interview for Variety with Emma Stone, he's like, you can't just take a role. You need two years of prep to really become the character. And he's like bothered that Killian Murphy just like showed up for Oppenheimer and was like, I'm Oppenheimer. And he fucking killed it. Oh, he's awesome. If Killian Murphy doesn't win, I don't see. Do you think he wins? I think he wins. Okay. You don't think you're just going to give it to Leo? No, I don't think so. Past Lives, an A24 picture nominated. Zone of Interest, also A24. And then Anatomy of a Fall, I really want to see. It just looks amazing. I'd really like to see that. Best Picture, Musical or Comedy, Barbie. Margot Robbie got a nomination for Best Actress. Gosling would be supporting. Not America for her, huh? No. Wow. Poor Things, Emma Stone got a nomination. Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo both got supporting nominations. American Fiction, The Holdovers got nominated. Paul Giamatti got a nomination. Oh, interesting. Divine Joy Randolph got a supporting nomination. May December, also on Netflix, Natalie Portman got a nomination. Charles Melton, Julian Moore got supporting nominations. And then Air, which Air's fine. It's a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. I see that, yeah. I just can't believe it got a nomination. And then Matt Damon got nominated for it as well. Okay, man, yeah. Something I want to mention, best actor in a musical or comedy, very weird. So along with Giamatti and Matt Damon for Air, we have Nicolas Cage for Dream Scenario. Haven't even heard of that movie. What? Timothy Chalamet got nominated for Wonka. Oh, fuck off. Joaquin Phoenix got nominated for Bo is Afraid and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. So we, we have a category, the weirdest category ever. Giamatti, Nick Cage, Timothy Chalamet, Matt Damon, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jeffrey Wright. One of the strangest, like, get those six dudes together. <laughs> Say make a movie. <laughs> and make a movie, exactly. God, it's odd. Golden Globes are interesting because the noms come out first, the awards happen first. Not really a predictor for the Oscars because the Oscars are still, you know, Academy Awards are still going to do what they want to do. Yeah. But you have to think they can nominate up to 10 pictures for, for best picture. I would think Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Barbie, Poor Things, Holdovers are probably five for sure. And then we'll run Oppenheimer wins it. I think Oppenheimer might win or Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. But I hope I'm hoping maybe there'll be an upset this year because like uh poor things, maybe everything else I think would be a, a dark horse probably. But you know, all that'll start to heat up here soon. Yeah. All right. Well, we have a little surprise for you. If you haven't noticed on the uh the uploads, this is a, a buy one, get one. Yes. Feel for a little Christmas bit of, present. Feel a little bit of guilt for Battlefield Earth. So Scientology we're Christmas. Double down on it. Yeah. Let's just, do it. We're going to do quantity over quality. So until you shut this one off and start the other one, silencia, a merry silencia.